Stop Dragons Gaming Podcast. We eat sandwiches and play games. Taste Stop Dragons Gaming Podcast. A podcast for everyone's day. Hello everyone and welcome to yet another episode of taste of dragons the toddcast the video game podcast that all you buzz light years listen to and this week we're heading westward to eastward the news is haunted and finally we're getting positive with some game companies and as always my name is brian amanda i'm hassel and i'm joe Hey everyone! No Troy this week. He's doing like a like a show or something. I don't know something to earn money. It's he's it's stupid. A, he's got a job. Uh, that's weird. He's one of them. They're actors. <laughs> Was the podcast money not enough? <laughs> Our sweet sweet podcast dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. What? I'm sorry. Did you say dollars or doll hairs? Uh, both Bo- apply. I was to say both of them are, are are more than we get. So <laughs> we're, we're living off that goodwill. That's exactly what it is. Good vibes. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't know what what else are we li- we're sustaining on marshmallows. On we have marshmallows. lots of there marshmallows. We go. Halloween yeah. candy. Ooh, Halloween we candy. Yep. That we've purchased ourselves. <laughs> it's for Halloween. It doesn't mean that they aren't going to get some too. <laughs> I think that's pretty true. Uh, would you say that we are living on a prayer? No. <laughs> One more time. I'm going to repeat it just so that everybody okay, can hear okay. it. Yeah. Okay. Would you say that we are living on a prayer? Oh, oh, oh. No. I don't think so. <laughs> but no. we're halfway there. <laughs> okay. I'm still Back not getting the... it. I don't know. <laughs> Back to the drawing board with that one. <laughs> I do find it funny, like this year as well as last year, because uh, of everything going on. I feel like the the trick or treaters are going to get what's left over of what we've already <laughs> eaten, versus the other way around, where it's like, oh, we get to eat what's left over. It's like, no, 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 no. they're going to get what we, whatever, whatever oh, we don't want. <laughs> so uh, I bought three bags of candy today, like uh-huh. good candy, because you know this is the first Halloween we're having in this house. So oh, that's right. We want to be the good house. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Almost all of the almond joys are gone in one bag. <laughs> I thought like, you said you wanted to be the good house. I, yeah, yeah, what are you doing with almond joys? Well, no, it's good. Right. He's already ate them. I'm That's eating why. them so oh, that okay, I good. don't expose the kids to it. Oh, okay, <laughs> there good, you go. good, good, good. What, did you just not buy like Kit Kats and Snickers or something? What oh, was happening Oh, I got Kit Kats. Here? I got Snickers. I yeah. got Reese's. Right. I got both Reese's and Reese's Pieces. Okay. Reese's Pieces are pretty P- good. Pieces? Pisces? Reese's Pisces. <laughs> There you go. There you go. That's it. Those are the ones that are shaped like fish. Yeah. 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 Uh, Make sure you get some candy that doesn't have any nuts in it because, you know, that that is a thing. You got to make sure. No, 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 no. See, we're we're a nuts household. Oh, is that what it is? (laughs) You know what? That sounded really weird. Let me repeat that. (laughs) Actually, you know what? Yeah. Let's just start with the question. (laughs) Yeah. Let's let's go to the question. I'm trying to move on here. So... Uh, so our question this week comes from Loading dot dot dot, and Loading asks, "What is your favorite video game music?" I know we've talked about it before. Oof. You know, it's been a little while. It's been a hot minute since we talked about some video game music, and I, I just, you know, I think it's a good question for everybody. And um, I know nobody's gonna guess mine, <laughs> so I don't want to go first because you know it's gonna be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I'll be, uh, well, I guess it, it's just the same as your favorite video game. Oh, I mean, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, I guess you own that soundtrack? Uh, yeah, I've owned like every single iteration of a Final Fantasy VII soundtrack. I've owned like the eight disc version, the four disc version, like even though they have the same songs on them, I don't care. I've they owned have them. an eight disc version? Yeah. You, I mean, how many different versions of One Winged Angel do you need? And the uh, answer all is them. all of them. Yeah, yeah all yeah, of yeah. them. <laughs> it is a perfect song. It is. Oh, Joe and I actually went to Distant Worlds, which uh, was done uh, just locally here at a at a college, and they had. If you don't know, it's that they they travel all around and they have like a couple of musicians that travel with it, but everything else, everybody else is local. They hire oh, them local, cool. and that's how it normally is with all these types of video game orchestra types things because it keeps it cheap. It's a lot easier to do. Um, so, so they're doing it, and it was for Final Fantasy music, and they did One Winged Angel, and whoever they had locally, because I'm pretty sure she didn't travel with them, but she was singing the the Sephiroth as well as all of the other like chorusy parts. And she had like some solos that was just like, damn, this girl is good. <laughs> I was like, and I know she's local because she's like really young and she just probably goes to that college. And I was blown away <laughs> with how good she was. I was like, this might be one of my like my favorite versions of One Winged Angel. And I don't even know how that's possible. <laughs> they put up an advertisement for that. And then she she stepped out of the shadows and she was like, my time has come. Yes. I have been practicing for this moment. <laughs> I think she did. And it was, man, that was so good. I, I, I remember Joe, Joe's, you're okay with Final Fantasy music. It's not your favorite, but no. you do like it. So you, it's you do beautiful. It's good. I have no qualms with it. I just. But I think even you were just like, whoa. Yeah, it was beautiful. <laughs> so yeah, mine is Final Fantasy VII. I love it. If I could just be, I would just say I love Final Fantasy music in general because it's just, just, I don't think there's been a Final Fantasy game I don't like the music from. Uh, but Final Fantasy VII in general, amazing. I am having a an existential crisis with this question. Okay. There are so many games that I love the music from. Yeah. Smash Brothers is normally my go-to for soundtracks because they're all encompassed it's all usually. Of them. <laughs> so it's like it's, you know, I I could cheat a little with that one. Yeah, that's cheating like, a lot with that it's, one. It's a little. It's, it's only a little. Lot. They're in the game. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. They get their own levels and stuff. Um I don't know why. Uh, uh that's what I call music. Doesn't count. Right? Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's just gosh. Is there a kids bop version of the Smash Brothers. Oh my like, god! I, I have love a this. kazoo version of it. It's amazing. <gasps> oh, there's right. There yeah, is one. Very I funny. play the kazoo one actually a lot. It's really cute. <laughs> uh, so, what have you decided on though? Joe? I can't. You it's can't. really hard. I I really love Kirby's music. I really love the music from Doctor Mario. I love the music from Tetris. Like I listen to a lot of eight bit music, but like I like I, I Escaflone the video games music because you know it's Yoko Kano and it's perfect. Mm-hmm. But like it's really this is very hard, and I I can't I, I can't. There's no favorite like unless I say Smash Brothers. WarioWare has fantastic music. So what I'm hearing is, well, what's your favorite music? Nintendo. Nintendo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, I had decided, and I was going to say, you're allowed to have Smash Brothers because I'm just going to say all of Super Giant Games. I appreciate that <laughs> and agree with you. Because of Darren Korb, and he's uh, uh, Darren Korb and Ashley Bennett. Uh, oh, yeah. Because they're brilliant together. But then I was just scrolling through my phone, and mm-hmm. I saw The Witcher. And how do I not say The Witcher? Oh, you're not wrong. Music. Mm, oh, yep. just... The Witcher, it's so good. <laughs> What's uh, your favorite? Hassel, the resident uh, Witcher uh, expert. Meteorologist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah um, uh, <laughs> my favorite track on that record is uh, "Witch Witchy Woman." 
<laughs> that is a good one. Yeah, I like that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, it mm-hmm. was uh, it was the one that that played into the that you walked into the town. Yeah, um, yeah. That one town, you know. Absolutely. <gasps> I played the Cowboy Bebop video game. Yoko Kano did the music on that as well. Sorry, it just, I'm having an existential crisis. I can't pick one. Okay. I, just, if you if you didn't think that The Witcher was a clear winner, uh, I think the name of the people who record the music on the soundtrack, I think their band name is Percival, <gasps> oh. which is yes. also fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. yes. It's objectively awesome. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's that. I don't think it could get any better for you unless it was like the Count of Monte Witcher or something like that. Like whatever. Like <laughs> it has to have Dragon Age and Fable in it. As yeah, well. exactly. uh, Dragon Age is also very yeah, I, good. I was music. I was surprised. Yeah. I already chose music. Dragon Age for you. But if I, I had to put the Dragon Age music next to the Witcher music, even though Dragon Age is my favorite game, the Witcher music is st- oh, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about you, Hissel? What kind of music you into? Uh, I've been I've been ruminating on this for a while. Surprisingly, my favorite soundtrack for video game, my favorite video game music has to be Rocket League. Because nice. every single time I listen to that, I it feels like I am in, at an EDM-like concert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I started writing down Rocket League before you said it. I'm like, ooh, I want to see if I can guess. <laughs> yeah. Every single song in that is a bop. Like, yeah, it is every single you- one. There's no way. It's like one of those songs. Like if you're driving in a regular car, you would just automatically start going 90. Even yep. if you're in a 45, you're going. 90. <laughs> you're going 90, and you're going. You're going to find the next round object to hit with your car. That's right. Yeah, and that's just what every single one of those soundtracks or that uh, songs on that soundtrack makes me want to do. Oh, that's yeah. a great choice. Honorable mention. Um, I know that this isn't necessarily part of the Animal Crossing soundtrack. But uh, there is a KK Slider cover album on uh, Apple Music, hashtag Apple Music. Um, and my favorite song off that album is Sicko Mode from Travis Scott from Astro World, but <laughs> KK's cover of it. It is ah. incredible. Guys, I'm having an existential crisis because I just remembered that Enon Zur did uh, the Dragon Age Origins theme. And uh. Enon Zur is I was amazing. Like, I was like, oh, how can you replace the Witcher music? I remembered that Dragon Age Origins song. And it's like, <laughs> it's perfect. It's just, I, just, I can't even. This question is too hard. This is this yeah. is too hard. A, there is hard no question. answer. Yeah. I mean, there is. It's Final Fantasy VII. But You're I mean, wrong. this is a. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't put One Winged Angel up I would, next to Eden Zur. <laughs> I wouldn't is, put One Winged Angel up to Dr. Mario's Fever Chill. Sorry. Uh, honestly, sorry. I probably wouldn't also put it up against uh, the Wii menu music. Oh, there was that one Wii shop music <gasps> that, was, that was a banger. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a bunch of the me, like the me yeah. like areas that had great music. The plaza music was good. Oh, They're like, so good. oh my God, Luigi's Mansion? <sighs> Luigi's like, Mansion is good. Oh my god! The Skylanders music the is Skylanders actually also music is really phenomenal. good. This is a bad question for us because when we first started doing Dragons of the Week, we had a really hard time not talking about <laughs> yeah. musicians. Literally all of the it time. It was just almost every so, single like composer. Yeah. <laughs> like, we we have like, to stop doing composers. We gotta stop doing composers. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta, gotta do some other people. <laughs> but yeah, no, I thought it was an, an amazing question. Uh, so thank you so much. Loading dot 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 for that question. And if you would like to get your question answered on our podcast, go to our Discord and uh, and ask us there. And uh we'll we'll get to it. Yeah, and we'd we'll, love to hear from you. Yeah, please do. Please do. Uh so now that brings us to our Joe. What are you playing this week? Well, thank you for asking. I have been playing a game called Eastward. It's awesome. <laughs> Everything about it is awesome. 
I, I can't tell you much of the story because it's actually kind of quite shrouded in mystery. And if you know too much before you get to the places in the game, it's kind of like it, it kind of loses a little bit of the mystique. Uh-huh. And the story is mm-hmm. quite long. And, and there is a lot of it. It's a lot of talking to people for long <laughs> periods of time. But it's an pix- indie game. It's an indie game. But the pixel art is phenomenal. The score is amazing. Everything about the game is wonderful. It's published by Chucklefish Games, which also made Wargroove and Inmost and Starbound and a couple of other Yeah, they've games. published a lot of they games. They've published a lot. Those are just the things they've published recently. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's developed by Pixpill, though, which is a Shanghai studio. And it was this game started being made in 2015 with only three people. Wow. The studio is very small. Yeah. And they are amazing. They worked through the pandemic, even though they they had some serious problems last year. At the beginning of the year, throughout to about the middle point of the year, they had a complete standstill. So they had to do a lot of things on paper when they were trying to write things out because they couldn't even get to their servers. The power was off in the building. They couldn't get in their building. Everything was shut down. And there was, and the power was off, so you couldn't even attach yourself to the server. So they were trying to make little pods of their own and doing a lot of things <laughs> oh on. Uh, yeah, they they the, were very lucky that they were able to continue doing some things, but not a lot. Yeah, do we know where they are based out of? Shanghai, I think, is the only thing I could find as to like where the actual studio is. But other mm-hmm. than that, no. But from my understanding, the, there was the massive shutdown that happened to the whole world lasted a lot longer in big cities. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially in China. It's big cities in China, especially to begin with, was yeah. really hard hit. Wait, wait, wait I'm confused. Hassel, are you looking for a street address? Are you going to pay them a visit? Are you going to fix their servers for them? You're like, no, I got this. You got your tool bag out. Yeah, I mean, listen. Buying a plane ticket I right now. Already got my ticket. Just bought it. <laughs> um, so uh, you guys so can finish the right episode now. without me, right? <laughs> we got it. We got it, my man. <laughs> Um, the game Eastward, though, it's about a father-daughter kind of aspect of a, and it's a 90s nostalgia-like uh, love letter to JRPGs Ooh. and Legend of Zelda, uh, Link to the Past, and puzzles, and it's kind of like a little mix of everything, and it does everything quite perfectly, actually. And Sold. it's 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 hard to even say that without knowing everything that, like, I, there's so much going on in the game. The pixel art is phenomenal every time we played it on stream there's been a new person that popped in and was like wow what is this because it looks like just next level pixel art and that's because it's actually not entirely pixel art it's actually pixel art moved into a 3d space with lighting attached to it but still 2d Ooh, yeah, yeah. I love that. the game designer robert zoo he and a, a the group of two or three people have an in-house uh, game engine that they work on, okay. which I am going to not pronounce appropriately. I'm just going to spell it out, and I'm thinking robot people will understand what I'm saying. Okay. It is called M-O-A-I. It is a cro- cross-platform C++ slash L-U-A engine. Yeah, it's, 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 it's MOE. There you go. Robots new. <laughs> so, but they... That was a test, Brian. It was. It was yeah. a robot test. Yeah, yeah. I was expecting a lot more letters. No. I'm just putting that out there. I was expecting a whole lot more letters. There was more. They they used other things to build it, but yeah. that was the main engine, and yeah, they yeah, said yeah. that it was an in-house version of it, so mm-hmm. you, as a developer, couldn't, like I guess, do the same thing they were doing. Gotcha. I, I don't really know how that works. All I know is that it sounded really cool. Um, <laughs> I was I was very pleased. Um, but they, they showed, um, in the last three years... They've been showing video testing the actual uh, game. And so they've been telling people about the game since 2018. And when they were showing these test runs, they would literally show you a computer screen with the code on it 
and all of the line work and everything. And then this the, the video would pan up to another screen that actually has the blocking of the pixels on it in another screen. And they would pan to the next part <laughs> and there would be six other monitors with different parts of the game going at the same time. Yeah. And so like the developers were like, this is the developer blog. Enjoy what we're doing. And everyone's like, whoa. And like there was one of them where it was like a CRTV is playing. <laughs> so the developers only got to actually comment a couple times and make these blogs a few times. Um, but the few they did were visually very fun. And it was really cool. At one point, they were playing it on. They did the same thing where they started with the program, then went to the other computer with the pixel art, and then went to the like the, the screens and then left. And it was like eight switches. It was like all, a whole bunch of different switches on a whole bunch of different controllers. There's cords everywhere, and they were like, sometimes you gotta cross platform things. So I guess each switch has a little bit different hardware in it, so they had to make sure the game ran on every one oh, of them. No. Yeah. So it, it was it was really fun. Um, it was super super influenced by like Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, Zelda. Link to the Past, and they really liked the the top-down style to things, but also giving it that 3D feel so they were able to stretch the screen and make it look past things. They made it so that the characters in the game, you play with each of them together, or you play with each of them separately at different points to creep, to finish puzzles and things like that. John, the the father figure, is really fun. He walks with his hands in his pockets in the whole game. <laughs> he does, and we assume they just, the animator probably was like, I don't want to animate arms swinging. Right. Just put his hands in his pockets. Right. Or, or like That's every a baller artist, move. I, d- yeah. I don't want to draw hands. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And then in motion is nah. It's all right. It's Can fine. you imagine He's, if you did that in other games? Like you're doing like a sports game, and you're like, ah, I don't. Want, I don't have time for hands. <laughs> I love the idea of a soccer player who plays with his hands in his pockets. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just, you know, just have like a Naruto game and just have them run with their hands completely behind them. You don't have to animate anything there. That's <laughs> they look like they're going so fast. <laughs> John is the father figure. Sam is the little girl who is kind of like wearing a big gray sweater, essentially. And she has she gets given little red shoes and she has a big tuft of white hair. And she is the one that talks throughout the game. John does not talk at all. Yeah. So she's the exposition and plot mover. And she's a very excited little girl who has superpowers, essentially, and doesn't know how to use them quite yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it- John dispenses justice with a frying pan <laughs> and a flamethrower. <laughs> he does. And a gun. The gun doesn't get used. It's not good. <laughs> the flamethrower and the frying pan's where it's at. <laughs> and Sam reminds me a lot of Celeste. Yes, very much so. The style of her. The, her yeah, like her hair, mm-hmm. her clothes, even her powers um, work a lot like Celeste. Are we talking about Celeste from like Animal Crossing? Yeah. Yes, yeah, She's really exactly. good at finding stars or telling you about stars that she thinks will happen soon. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sold on this game. You had me at 90s nostalgia, but now I oh. just... It's. I have nothing but really good things to say about the game. The and and the one thing that I don't like as much, I will get to. But I, I do, It's and it's not even a big deal. Like it, it really, it's not. It's a great thing. I just, you know, I, I'm picky. Um, one of the fun things about the game that I, as I was doing research for it, that I couldn't figure out why the music in the game is fantastic. It's mm-hmm. really good. It's not eight bit. It's not. It's it's still a lot of it moves and bounces like eight bit music. But it's not. It's it still has like a full, like almost symphony sound to the back of it because it's so full. Mm-hmm. It's done by Joel Korolitz, 
He also has done the Halo Infinite soundtrack, the soundtrack for Solar Ash. He did the music and design in Death Stranding and some of the actual editing How? of the music in Death Stranding. Wait, wait, or the, wait. Sorry, the editing of the sound. Yeah. How did an indie studio with three people get like this epic? No one knows. <laughs> no <laughs> one has any idea. It was like, I want to work on that. So it's funny you say that. A bunch of companies got to see the indie thing for it that they were doing back in 2014, 2015, and a bunch of different companies were actually vying to put it out. Ooh. Originally, Steam was supposed to be the only place you could buy it and then in 2017 nintendo talked with them and that kind of like made it a bigger deal and it became one of their indie world showcase games for the last three years yeah yeah so and every time they showed a little tiny bit of it everyone was like whoa what is that (laughs) they didn't actually start showing video of this game until 2020 oh yeah you only actually saw like art from it like the pixel art Mm -hmm. from the game and the pixel art was enough yeah. yeah, and and when you, when you look up this game, I promise you the pixel art's worth looking at. It is phenomenally detailed. Everything in it is so intricate, and as you walk through it, it moves seamlessly with yeah. you. Like it doesn't even feel like it's pixel art at some points because it's so beautiful and and it's a world that's moving around you. Yeah, Joe and I've been playing this on stream, and, or Joe's been playing this on stream, and I've been reading the voices, and <laughs> which I appreciate. Uh, and so we actually had uh, the last time we streamed it. Uh, one of our friends, uh, Disco Frog, showed up and she's like, oh, great. I was hoping you guys would be playing this because I need ideas for my island in Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, she's yeah. like, thank you guys so much. <laughs> island inspirations. <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all in all, the company is really great. The one kind of like little fun tidbit thing that they threw in there, there's a game that they threw into the game that Sam is obsessed with playing and it's based on Earthbound or Mother uh-huh. and it's called Earthborn. And it plays just like a classic RPG turn style. And it's just text with, you know, like a little character. It's Pokemon. You uh, know, like it's 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 literally just like Link to the Past. Uh-huh. It's phenomenally funny. But the <laughs> this game is really, really cool. And there is an entirely different set of people who made that game inside the game. Oh, that's fun. And it has a different person who made the music for that. Because people, when they heard Eastward's music, they thought that the fellow who made Halo Infinite music is the one that did the video game music of for Earthborn in it. And he, and he mm-hmm. himself went on Twitter multiple times and was like, I didn't make the music for that. That's actually this other person. <laughs> and the other person's name is Yu Fang. And they were also an animator on the series. Ah, uh, that's, that's awesome. awesome. So it, it was... It was definitely a labor of love for them, and it shows. Yeah. It shows a lot. There is nothing but care taken in every part of it. It's crafted beautifully. The story is really very complex and deep. It's a lot more uh, brutal than one would have expected because we were like, this is fun. And then it was like, no, there's death everywhere. (laughs) Those things are scary looking. What you doing over there? (laughs) It's a little little heavy at times. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. will say that I, I find that actually good and like almost bad because I'm having such a fun time with the whimsy of it and then I'm like oh, no and feelings then, yeah I don't want to feel anything I'm not Troy I don't want to cry about stuff but, but the game's great um the only thing that I found that I don't appreciate as much is something that everyone else would probably be like wow that's great the world building is so intense that you will spend 20 minutes to a half an hour just talking to characters and they're building They've, they've built full characters. Like, there's no character mm-hmm. that's just, like, the random one doing this thing. Like, no, there's, like, a whole... Backstory. Backstory <laughs> to everyone. And they ask you for help, and you go to help them, and sometimes you got to go all the way across the map, and then come all the way back, and then find out that you never needed to go do that. You just needed to talk to them twice. It, it's, it, there's, there's levels to things where I was like, all right, I've had enough talking to people. I want to go hit things with a frying pan. Why are we not, like, going and exterminating mutant bugs? What's <laughs> happening here? 
but it's not a bad thing. It's just for me, I have that problem where I have to talk to everybody. I have to touch everything. You want the whole story, right? But it's like actually a whole story. Yeah. <laughs> like I want to read the book of this game to get yeah. the whole story. I don't want to play talking to them in like three word sentences. <laughs> yeah, yeah. However, I will say having Brian do the voices for all of those has been phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been switching up the voices? Oh yeah, yeah. My accents are spot on. Oh yeah. There's, there's no. It's I not... mean, we've heard your Italian. We know it's so good. <laughs> Chef's kiss, Brian. Uh, <laughs> there, one of my favorite parts about it is. Uh, so in one of the towns that you're in, there's a circus. And so you go around and you talk to the different people. Um, and one of them is kind of like a, it's like the earth, wind, and fire guardians. Okay. Which is yeah. hilarious because it's earth, wind, and fire, uh, which is already one reference to something. But then as you talk to them, they do the Ginyu Force poses from Dragon Ball Z. It's so good. <laughs> and seeing that animated in 8-bit was amazing. <laughs> uh, and then also in that same town, uh, there's a, a ghost character that you talk to and she describes all the different ways that children have been murdered on this street. Oh, yeah, Mimi. <laughs> yeah, Mimi. Mimi. And it's phenomenal. Because she doesn't like, she doesn't like tell it cutesy wise anyway. She's like, oh no. So this kid was walking here and he... Uh, <laughs> like one of them, it's like the town fed the child to a dragon in the sea. And it's like, Mimi's telling you the story. The whole screen goes blue and gets dark. Like you're being told a ghost yeah. story. And it's like, because you are. And yeah. like, it's, it's, it's surprisingly dark, guys. Okay. But it's good. I'm on board. I was on board before, but now I'm double on board. Yeah, yeah. Mimi's one of my favorite characters. In the whole she game. spares she no is. detail. She, she doesn't. It's she... brutal. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Every single time we would like find a new area of the town, and she would be there to do it. I was like, we can't Ooh. wait to hear this story. <laughs> this is gonna be amazing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that 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 game is so good. It's so full of charm. Um, there was so much put into it that you can tell every single step that you take is like, wow, they actually did an advertisement for a fake thing in there and they and they weathered it because this has been around for a while and it's right. so much character has been put into it and love. That's love amazing. It. Yeah, the game's great. I definitely recommend give it a whirl. It's thus far, I have enjoyed every step of it, even the parts that they talk to me too much for. It's still <laughs> really, really great, and the stories are good. Yeah. So I, I recommend it highly. If you had to equate it to sandwiches, <laughs> okay, you okay. create it, a sandwich Eastward, for this game. as a sandwich would be like olive loaf sandwich. I like olive loaf, so like, you know, don't be a hater. <laughs> but it'd be like olive loaf with like a nice thin mozzarella, but they're, it's like heated up a little, so the mozzarella's a little, you know, like melty. Okay. Mm, it's like some that. Mozzarella. Maybe like 4.5 of those. Ooh. Nice. I like it. Yeah. Well, I don't, yeah. but I like the cake. Olive loaf is really good. <laughs> I, sure. I've never had olive loaf. I don't really like olives that much. That but makes me so sad. It's yeah. the only thing we don't have compatible. I know. It's very sad. But I've never had olive loaf. Maybe that's maybe that's the key to it's, me liking it's olives. Not, it's not. Do you like Spanish me. olives? Uh, I don't know the The difference. green ones with the pimentos on the inside of them? No. I love me some fresh mozzarella. It's really oh, good. Yeah. yeah, it really is. All right. Well, thank you, Joe, for uh, for telling us about Eastward. And now let's go to the news this week. And uh, I'm going to start this week with some Halo news because uh, they finally released more campaign footage. I've been looking forward to it because it's more Halo, and I like it. And I have Game Pass, so it's free. So I mean, you know, why 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 don't why don't I want more Halo? Um, it was actually the first footage they've shown of the campaign in a year. Wow! Because the last time they showed it, it did not go so well because the visuals <laughs> were not that great. 
especially for a next gen like yeah, platform launching new. thing. Was the last time we saw it when they had like the goofy overtalk thing with the evil guy? Yeah. <gasps> I don't. Okay, that did the opposite for me. <laughs> that looked so bad that I was gonna enjoy playing this. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad they were just like, oh, we're just gonna delay it right now. Like yep. we're just that was part. I'm sure they were probably gonna delay it anyways. But like that was the definite catalyst <laughs> of like, all right, you guys know why we're canceling or why we're while we're delaying it. They're so like, that's what we're gonna do. It's Halo. No one will care. And then exactly. they were like, oh, we were wrong. We were very wrong. <laughs> When is the game supposed to be out? Uh, it's coming out this year. I think it's November 28th, if I remember correctly. I thought it might have been pushed to December. Maybe but you might the, be right. It December might be Black 9th Friday weekend. Or something like that. Yeah. It's, mm. it's, is this Halo 6? This is Halo 5. 5. Okay. Wait, wait, no. Halo it, it's Infinite. Called Halo, it's called Halo Infinite. So it actually it is the sixth one. Um, it should be it, the eighth one. It should Sideways. be like, yeah. Oh, you're <laughs> right. Eight, yeah. Oh, you're right. They, they, you know what? Maybe if you count the side, the side stuff. Oh, they did do the, o, the OST, OD, o, o, ODST. ODST. Yeah, they did Reach. So maybe if you count those, this, this is, is number eight. eight. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty jazzed. It looks great. Um, they, what they showed is they, they showed the same NPC that people were ridiculing last year because it looked like generic NPC from like PS3 <laughs> level era. It was real bad, especially because it was on the xbox uh series x which is their brand new console so they showed that exact same npc in this new one and he looks or it looks amazing so yeah it's it's, it's good it was a good announcement i like that you made a comparison you're like how it looked in the playstation 3 and i was like you don't mean the xbox three case nope. no <laughs> you don't mean that nope. <laughs> playstation 3 <laughs> we are sony through and through that's right well listen oh, yeah. With the Xbox naming, uh, you know, conventions, who knows when that was That's released? True. That's is, true. Is the Xbox one the last one? Is <laughs> what is that the two two ago? Which which one is that? Is it three? I don't know. <laughs> it could it's the Xbox. Who knows? If you <laughs> don't the, have the current one, then you're confused. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, then moving on, Blizzard has announced the new name of the cowboy, formerly known as McCree, and he will be called Cole Cassidy which is a suitably Western and generic name that is just perfect for Overwatch. (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of hoping they would just keep calling him the cowboy. Make him unnamed. Like, I just thought that was kind of cool. Like like all the Clint Eastwood movies, those are really cool. He doesn't have a name. It's true. I think Cole Cassie is the name of an actual cowboy. Okay. I think it's the name of a, a wrestler. A wrestler. Yeah, oh, okay. I think it's a wrestler who is a, a cowboy hat. Actually, I think. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I know. I knew it was based on someone real, and I know that it's the same syllables, so they could redo the voice recordings without messing things up. Oh, okay, gotcha, um, gotcha. Um, and I, I'm gonna butcher this because this was Troy's segment, but uh, they're they're replacing <laughs> him because uh, they they named the character after someone who worked at the company who's no longer working at the company um, for who did a lot of bad things. Bad he things. Did some, he did lots of bad stuff. So uh, good on them. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm really glad they stopped using the character's name. Yes. I, I think that that's. It's it's a word to the wise for many more companies out there. Try not to name things after people it, at it, all, I, period. I, I, I would be remiss if I also didn't mention that there are some other things happening over at Blizzard. Uh, and that while the renaming is great, it'd be cool if they could also work on some other stuff. Yeah. Uh, just, I think they're there. trying. They're they're I, there. I do think just, they're trying. Yeah. Just a little more, you know? Yeah. yeah they're getting yeah. there. I, I think that's what it is. It's baby steps towards the, the better end, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's, State of California is looking into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the government's looking into it? You done effed up, son. Can you imagine how blatant you'd have to be for the government to step in and be like, maybe you guys should stop. Hey, uh, we're not good at this kind of thing. Uh, But we've noticed 
that you're, you're worse. worse. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect oh. timing, y'all. Perfect timing. Oh. Uh, and then Stardew Valley creator Concerned Ape, a.k.a. Eric Barone, announced their next game. And it's called The Haunted Chocolatier. And the main character, i.e. you, uh, inherits a chocolate store inside of a haunted castle. And it's just dripping with chocolate. Chocolate. I I am in love with every part of this idea. I love the idea of it being Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I love the idea of of it being a castle. I love the the word chocolatier. (laughs) I just like, as soon as that post went out, after I stopped thinking that he was making Witch Broke and then I wasn't going to get a different game I was interested in, (laughs) I was a thousand percent on board with this new idea. I mean, it's a shame it's going to be forever till we get it, but I love, I love, 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 love everything about that. Yeah, because you were like, wait, what about uh, what about Witchbrook? Is is he not working on that anymore? I want Witchbrook. And you're just <laughs> like, like, what is this? They told us we were going to get that forever ago. Yeah. Like, has, he, has he changed his mind? Why, why wouldn't he mention the thing that he was already working on? <laughs> yeah. And it was like, oh, no, Concerned Ape and Chucklefish are two different entities yes, working they are. on two different games. They are, because uh, Chucklefish also also published eastward, published eastward. they yep. published a whole lot of other things because they're like one so of the stuff. premier indie publishers yep. but but ironically they're developing Witchbrook. yes even yes. though they also publish because uh video game companies make no sense they don't <laughs> <laughs> it's you know it's it's a free-for-all it's just like um do you want do you want to say that you published this one ah uh, yeah sure novels make sense the author's name goes on the front of the book and if you publish it it goes on the inside page i feel like video games need to come up with their own equivalent of that system because everyone understands it but <laughs> video games are just like this game was made by a uh, dojo monkey and and three frogs hop hop and it was like yeah but which one was the div- and then like and, and 2k and and three and three okay. monkeys bat system i think this goes to last week's episode though where we were saying everyone goes in and says i want the new fifa yeah. Instead of saying I want the new EA soccer game. Yeah. So like that's that's right. the problem right there. Someone knows one part of it, but it's not even the developer. It's not the it's, it's literally just I like soccer. It's this called is, FIFA, right? This is the only picture out of the beginning of the nine pictures you flashed in my face that I remember. Please yeah. give me this. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what it is when you first start up that game because they do give you like you said, they give you like four or five different names of things. It's like, "All right. So, is one of those owned by EA?" Or is EA just publishing it? Because yeah, like, <laughs> it's the publisher and then, and not not even in this order, the no. developer. And then sometimes like the engine that they used. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes like there's a distributing thing. And it's just like you get like all five of those icons. And then it's just like, who made this game? I don't know. Maybe the picture of the orangutan. And don't, don't forget the in partnership with. <laughs> right, like... right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Games take a lot to make, y'all. Here's, <laughs> who knew? Here's, okay, so here's here's what I suggest. All right. The credits go at the beginning of the game, and you have to sit through like 10 minutes of credits before you play the game. Right. Very Monty Python, yeah. Right. That way, you know exactly where everybody is and what they did, and you you have no questions about it. You're just like, yeah, I know, I know who developed the game. I would like a picture of every person, too. Like, I oh. want to see the yep. person in the credits. So, like, if they could just slowly scroll one at a time instead of, like, giant lists of people. I want a picture. I want to be like, that guy did that? That's awesome. Uh, some games have done that before, by the way. Yes. Yeah. I'm for every... Is there only, like, eight people in the studio no, where they like, do No, there's it? been, like, games, I think... I don't think it was, like, a Dragon Age type game, but it was one of those types of games where it was, like, so many people awesome. were in this. And they they included their picture. All, all the villagers in Animal Crossing are supposed to be people. Oh. <gasps> Oh, oh this is amazing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Um, right. What if, so hear me out. So, what if 
uh, the credits was like a yearbook that opened up like a book. And then Vitamin C's like, as we go on, is playing in the background <laughs> as the, the pages flip. Yeah. <laughs> All the good times. I was just thinking maybe they would label developer and then they would label publisher, but I like your idea. Yep. <laughs> it's not overly complicated at all. It's, just, it's industry standard. Brian, can we get that in the Thieves of Dragons video game? We can do that. Okay, I think we great. can do that. I mean, it's, it's going to be a short yearbook, uh, but we can do <laughs> Well, no, we, we, need it, we, we need it for next week because that's when the video game launches. Oh, yeah, it could be done. Sure. Yeah, we already promised our stakeholders that you would have it done. <sighs> okay. Yep. Sorry about that crunch. Oh, that's that's fine. Uh, you know, it's 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 fine. We don't. We, we, it'll be fine. I'll, I'll just work like a thousand hours a week. Actually, I just got an email from marketing saying that they really need the images uh, done now, so we can put oh. our collateral. Okay, yep. um, Amanda, you take over. Uh, I got to do some <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Haunted Chocolatier, like you said, amazing name, amazing uh, developer. Uh, I don't know. I I think even if this game is terrible, I'm still gonna have a great time with it. You it's know? an amazing premise. It looks great. It's it such is. a good premise. Like it's such a good premise. Like, and, and like like there's ghosts. There's there's other things that are inside of it. It's actually literally haunted. It's not like a ooh is it or is it not haunted? Nah, there's ghosts. You're, yeah. They're gonna be your customers. You know, and they're gonna want chocolate. Yeah. He said a Stardew Valley was his sun game. That uh, haunted chocolatier is gonna be like his moon game. I like it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And then finally, Sony had their state of play this week and uh, announced some things. Uh, So they actually started it off with a brand new game, a brand new announcement called Deathverse Let It Die, which if you ever played Let It Die from Suda51, uh, I think it came out like in 2016, 2015, something like that. Uh, it's in, it's set in the same universe, but it's not actually made by Suda Fifty One. It's made by the whoever it was that developed that game. Um, and I don't know. It 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 looks really cool, uh, but I don't know if I'll play it. It's just it's just <laughs> another one of those like the you know like the battle the royale Fortnite type battle games. Arena. yeah battle royale yeah. thing yeah that's what it is. I mean it looks amazing like the, visually it is very appealing. I just don't know if it's if anybody's going to play it. <laughs> I mean, I feel I feel like the biggest news out of the Sony State of Play today was Bug Snacks. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> getting I mean, that's what we've on. all been waiting for. Oh, man. Like, Bug Snacks for life. Is it add-on content or is it DLC? It is an update. Yep. So it's it's a free update. Ooh. Um, that includes a whole lot of, like, they're including a whole lot of things, including Joe's favorite thing. Hats. Yeah. You can now put hats on the bog snacks. Hats and snacks. Hats and snacks. Hats on snacks. And it's called the Isle of Big Snacks. Ooh. There's giant bug snacks in it. There One is. It looks like he's made of celery. It's great. <laughs> it is. It, I think it looks like it's almost like a praying mantis. Yeah, that's like a giant celery praying mantis. My favorite one that it was was uh it was a lobster, but it's made out of macaroni and shells, like pasta. It's funny because lobster is a food. He could have just been a lobster. It could have been, but no. It, it, they decided to go full, full, whatever it not it is. Unlike the inclusion uh, that the game has, because you know everybody, everybody out there knows you know burgers and fries, right? That's like right. That's, that's the thing, and they have creepy crawlies in there that are burgers and fries, but they also have them as burgers and sweet potato fries. Oh. Ooh. So, you that's know, what they were missing. 
Yeah. See, now it's going to draw everybody in. Everybody's got to play Bug Snacks. Game of the year right now. Right here. It is. It's a free update. You can't you can't say no. Hats. Troy's going to be all about it. It's a shame he's not on this week's episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he would have been all about That's it. That's the first thing I thought of when it came up. I was like, Troy's going to love this. And then it said free update. I was like, he's in. <laughs> they should have like like uh, DLC for different restaurant types. Is like Right now, there's very like burgers and fries and shakes, and it's very like diner food. But I feel like they could have like a Thai update, and then we could get like, uh, we have a wonderful Thai restaurant around the, t- the street from the house, so it's like a Thai iced tea, and then like a curry, <laughs> and then like- uh, Yes. Yeah. That would be really cool. I can't yeah. wait until- I agree with all yeah. Cannot wait Maybe until the, the TGI Fridays pack. <laughs> <laughs> Where everything is just <laughs> everything is a Jack Daniels <laughs> infused burger. It's either Jack Daniels or it's gonna be yeah. a potato skins. It's just uh, endless. It's actually just one just, really long bug. So it's yeah. an endless apps. <laughs> uh, and then they also announced Star Ocean, the Divine Force, which uh as the trailer was going on, I was like this just looks like a star ocean. If this isn't star ocean, I'm going to be very surprised. And it was a star ocean. <laughs> they know their brand. They know their art style. Very small faces with very large bodies. <laughs> that's, that's that's its brand. <laughs> that's just what it is. Uh, set in a very... Like, it looks cool. I, I like the way the movement was. Cool. The graphics looked great. So, yeah. Looking forward to that. And then finally, they ended the show... Uh, showing off some gameplay which of a game that I know you guys were all looking forward to, which is called The Little Devil Inside. And we didn't I think they haven't really shown that much gameplay before, right? They they gave us a decent look of it. Uh-huh. I think when the the first showcase that it was in like a year ago or uh-huh. maybe even more, um, they gave us a decent look at it, but it was like everything was like much more um medium shots and up close shots of things. Gotcha. It wasn't necessarily about the story. It wasn't about like how he gets on that train and then gets in the little car and like, <laughs> yeah. like it, it it didn't give us any of the world per se. It gave us just I think he there was a butler, there was him. Yeah, I love the art style because it also is uh uh it's an art style called tilt shift. Which makes it, uh, it's like the look of miniatures, like taking a pictures yeah. of miniatures, but from like a regular camera. And so like everything towards the camera is very, very uh, blurred. And then same thing with things that are a little bit farther away. And I love the look of it. It is a tight co- focal length. Yes. I love it. It's, no, it's the, great. The look of the game looks so good. Like I was showing it to Genevieve because I was like, hey, like this, this looks like it's a game right up our alley. Because like, it's like that it's fulfills that like rpg thing that adventure thing it's yeah. got a train it's got like cars it's got like really weird things like little sheep like blocking the road and stuff like that it looks super it looks, good yeah it looks silly creepy yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it has cooking it Ooh. does yeah they showed us it had they have cooking in it this time <laughs> yeah um and, you know because it has trains in it that is very on brand for gem beep it, it is every place we've ever lived that had to be close to the train we could we have to hear the train from where we're at. It's just a must. It's a must. It's, it's not must. due to yeah. where you, you had to because of money. You know what, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> um, but going back to the state of play thing, uh, the games that I was most surprised by, uh, Death Store, which is something that I've been looking at where you play as the little crow and you have mm-hmm. to like gather souls and stuff like that. That was really cool. Cart Rider just seems like a Kirkland brand Mario Kart to me. It does. <laughs> It, it it really does. It looks like what if they made like generic Mega Man and <laughs> exactly. and like children's Japanese like children's shows yeah. be in a kart racer. <laughs> it's like you asked your parents for a video game console for Christmas and they got it off of Wish. 
<laughs> you're not wrong. You're really not wrong, man. But here's the thing, though. Like, the gameplay seems fun, and the characters look super cute, so I cannot say anything else. But, hey, I'm going to try it. Yeah. I'm going to give it a shot. It's going into beta soon. Um, we got a, a, a first look at First Class Trouble, which is a uh, very Among Us-type deceptive game. It's going to be mm-hmm. 3D, so um, we'll see if, you know... If when you go from, you know, being a little space creature that's kind of cute and you murdering your friends, if, you know, you murdered a, an actual real person in a video game, like whether or not that creeps out and that works out for everybody. Yeah. And it also comes out free this Tuesday if you have PS Plus. Ooh. Uh, so that's going to be one of the free PS Plus games for the uh, for the month. And it's a uh, brand new comes out on November 2nd as well. So, hey, brand new game. Can't beat it. Sounds like a friend zone. It does. Sounds like a like a backstabbing good time. <laughs> like a backstabbing good time. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that will do it for the news. But because we are in that time of the year, my favorite segment is back. And it's going to be back for the foreseeable future. So I'm sorry slash you're welcome, everyone. <laughs> it is turn up for what? Turn up for what? And this week... It's with Joe from Katsusando. Hello, and welcome to the last week of waiting for an Animal Crossing 2.0 update. With Jack the Halloween King having satisfied our sweet tooth last week, we are less than a handful of days before update 2.0 graces us with its new features. One of those new features is more customization for the outside of your house. Nook Construction is ready to give you even more choices to help your home's outside match your island's vibe. New reactions are being added just in time for the new Pro Camera app. Now you can take video or pics through the viewfinder, or use the handy tripod mode to capture those island memories. And lastly, the legendary barista Brewster is bringing his world-renowned coffee house, The Roost, to your island. Enjoy a morning cup of joe with him and your island residents, or invite friends so you can catch up on the turnip market while the steamy cup of coffee cools off. And that's your slice of Animal Crossing pie. This is Joe from Gatsusando signing off and reminding you to look up at the shooting stars, watch your step to avoid pitfalls, and always, always save your rusted parts. Turn up for what? Thank you so much there, Joe. Yes, it is back, y'all. Now that brings us to our final segment, where we actually wanted to um, to shine a little positive light on some good gaming companies. Not that all of them are bad or all of them are good or anything like that, but we want to highlight some of the good ones that we know of. And uh, and yeah, let's 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 get into it. Amanda, which game company are you going to highlight this week? Like like Brian mentioned, we talked a little bit about some companies not doing a, a right, right thing. So we thought we'd bring a little bit of goodness in here. And my bit of goodness is Toge Productions. I've talked about them a little bit on previous podcasts. I've played a few of their games and they're generally just a really wonderful company. They got started because they noticed there was a lack of games coming out of Southeast Asia. Um, so they wanted to create a, a publishing company so that they could support small developers. Um, they have, oh, uh, well, firstly, all of the games they make are excellent. Yeah. So it isn't just that like they're doing the right thing and they're supporting people, but they're also really good at identifying like people, good people to support. Yeah. And one of the things that they did is that this year they gave $10,000 to people that submitted project ideas. So basically they put it out on Twitter and they're like, hey, if you have an idea for a video game, if you're located in Southeast Asia, then get in contact with us. We're going to choose one winner and then they're going to get our fund. And the fund was, uh, you didn't have to pay it back. It wasn't a loan. It was just like, we want to see people in our area make games because it's important that we're represented and they just like, they just gave that away. And they're not, they're not 
they're not Bioware. They're not yeah. <laughs> Nintendo. They're just like a small publisher in 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 uh, a specific area, and they want to see people around them succeed, and that's just beautiful. They're they're a beautiful oh, yeah. group of people. Yeah, and you should play all of their games so that they continue to give <laughs> money away to people so they can make more good games. That's right. Uh, what are some of their games? Uh, can you name any of their games that maybe we can check out? Toge Productions has made games like A Space for the Unbound. When the past was around, and the one probably everyone's heard of is Coffee Talk. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. I remember Coffee Talk now. Yeah, that game you, is great. And if you don't know, if you haven't heard, uh, they have announced Coffee Talk 2, Episode 2, Hibiscus and Butterfly. Uh, they don't have a release date yet, but it looks awesome. It does. That, that, I mean, Coffee Talk was a great game. Uh, I remember Troy talking about it a whole lot. I think you talked about it a lot as well. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm happy for that. Like I said, all their games have been fantastic. They're not usually super long, but they're they're not they're also not very expensive. They're they're that perfect balance of like indie and beautiful with good music, and they they're always very respectful of your time. At least yeah. the ones I've played, they're great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not like, hey, and you know, give us sixty dollars for this. <laughs> right, right. So buy their games so they can continue to make more awesome games. That's right, and also help out other uh, studios to also fund their games. Too. Yes, That's great. absolutely. That's great. Uh, Hassel, do you have one? I do. I want to talk about Acupara Games. Uh, Acupara Games is based out of Lo- uh, Los Angeles, California. Uh, you might know them best for their work on Dark Side Detectives. Um, oh, that's which, right. Which was released um, back in uh, 2020. Um, so just looking at... Uh, I'm going to read directly from their beliefs because this is the one that kind of like caught my eye. Uh Um, visible LGBTQ plus minority, female identifying marginalized group focused. So this is one of their big beliefs. We actively support organizations, initiatives, and projects that support marginalized groups. We operate under a moral compass of inclusion and compassion and actively seek out diverse candidates for roles. Additionally, we look to highlight these groups in games we create and publish. And if anything, I think the future of video games is just inclusion and representation, right? How cool is it to have like a female lead character or like a lead character who's, you know, of color like that. Mm -hmm. Just the fact that kids can see themselves in video games speaks volumes. Oh, I agree. I would love to get to that point where it's not a like, not that it's a gimmick, but that it's a, you know, we don't have to like, ooh, we have to highlight that this is what's going right, on. Yeah. It's just a normal part of games. It's just, oh, cool. It's, you know, they're they're this, they're that. It, it's cool. I, I, I would love to get to that point. Yeah, absolutely. And as a small indie studio, they um, their main base is in Los Angeles. They have about 20 people that work there, but they okay. have actually spread out throughout the globe. They have people over on the east coast of the United States. They have people in Brazil. They have people over in, it looks like, France. They have some people in Italy. So, like, they're all over the place, which is absolutely cool. Um, I was expecting you to be like all over the globe, uh, from from Boston to Florida <laughs> to Chicago, <laughs> all over the globe, from Los Angeles, California to Bakersfield, California. it's like how in football it's like the world champions it's like no it's just yes the world (laughs) series of the united states yeah (laughs) i know i read somewhere that it was particularly important for dark side detective because their company is based in ireland and i actually didn't know this but there aren't that many video game studios in ireland oh yeah that's right i mean ireland's a pretty small place as well so i mean yeah i i you're right. There, there really isn't. I haven't heard of many of that come out of there. 
Yeah, I read that, that when um, some of the developers wanted to make games, it was like, okay, well, where do we have to move to oh, uh, in yeah. order to do that? And I was like, no, it's, it's wonderful that people can stay where they're local to and then pursue their dreams. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. They've uh, they've had their reach in multiple like different types of games. Uh, so they started with the Metronomicon and Whispering Willows, which are two okay. uh, indie titles. Um, they uh, ob- they obviously did uh, you know Darkside Detective. Uh, one and two, they had something called Behind the Frame, which looks extremely interesting that I definitely want to go ahead and play. I believe Troy played Behind the Frame. That sounds like a game that he would play. It sounds like a sad game to me. Listen, he did not. <laughs> <laughs> if it, if he played a game where, where there was something about a person that used to paint and like they had like some sort of like amnesia or like Alzheimer's or something like that. I played that game. Oh, you played that game. <laughs> it also wasn't behind the frame, but <laughs> we don't have to keep this in the podcast. <laughs> it's all right. Joe can go ahead and cut this out. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, the most surprising thing that I found out about Akupara Games, uh, they actually did the soundtrack for the pre-release stuff for Deathloop. Oh. Which is pretty big. That was phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Um. And I mean, listen, as, as an indie studio, I hope that they can go ahead and continue to grow because they, they are having a tremendous impact on like the type of games that we're seeing come out of their studio and like just overall on the people that, you know, are working there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. And then what about you, Joe? I have two. I have an honorable mention for Chucklefish. So when I was doing my research for Eastward, I found out that Pixpole had all that serious issues and Chucklefish had actually announced at that point that it was perfectly fine to delay the game to another year if they had to. And they had made a a kind of a a big deal pointing out, we kind of care about people and where they are Mm -hmm. and how they have to deal with things. So we don't want to make something, you know, pushed out as fast as possible and cause people more stress and more trouble. And the year was already hard enough. Like, let's not. And a lot of the industry and the small indie studios that work with them were very, very happy to hear them say, like, we care more about you than we care about making sure that game gets put out on time. Yeah. So honorable mention for them. Um, they, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Sounds like they're investing in their future by keeping people around and happy and healthy. Shocking, oh, right? My goodness. What? <laughs> they can't be based in America. That's just <laughs> not possible. Nope. <laughs> But the, I actually wanted to talk about Nintendo, and I know a lot of big companies don't normally do the right thing, but uh, upon researching this a bit, um, Nintendo came to mind because of Animal Crossing last year. They had delayed the game almost an entire year. When the, In June uh, 19th last year, they had decided that they weren't going to put the game out. They told everybody they'd give you more news during E3, but they were sorry, and the main reason they weren't doing it is because they did not want their employees to have to deal with crunch. They mm-hmm. wanted them to have personal lives. They wanted them to go home to their children. They wanted them to be able to enjoy their lives and not be completely stressed out, which I didn't know this at the time, but it's actually been something they've been doing for a very, very long time. I never realized how many delays actually took place for large scale Nintendo games. Um, They had delayed Breath of the Wild. Now I knew they delayed the game that was supposed to be Breath of the Wild. They delayed that game for like 15 years. (laughs) But Breath of the Wild itself was super delayed by years. Um, The Nintendo 64 was delayed because it wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really, really cool that uh, Miyamoto himself has a uh, quote attributed to him that says, a delayed game is eventually good, but a rushed game is bad forever. Yeah. And yeah. it is straight up in their, what their mission statement of their company is to make memories and games that are only going to bring people joy. And Doug Bowser, the new head of Nintendo here, he had done an entire long thing after Animal Crossing and it was explaining, we just don't want people to be unhappy and we don't want this game to not be good. And 
I just thought it was kind of cool. I didn't realize how many games. There were Mario games that were delayed. There was, which is kind of insane because they're the ones that set the date for that. Mm-hmm. And usually they're launch titles. Yeah. So it's like they delayed launches of systems. Apparently that Animal Crossing uh, delay cost them a billion dollars. <laughs> but you know what? They made it plenty made, back. They made a lot back <laughs> because of that. Right. But that's the thing though, because it, it, what, what Miyamoto has said is it's true. You release a game, like, let's just say 2077. I hate going back to it, but let's just say 2077. Even though it was really good on very specific systems, on PCs, mm-hmm. on PlayStation 5s, but the first the first blush, first reaction was, oh, no, this looks terrible right. for, for, like, half the people playing it. And so even though right now it's probably running, and actually I know it's running a lot better, it's just not there. The perception's there, there. for it not being good, though. And, yeah. and that's sad because the developer cd project red like there's a lot in that game mm-hmm. it's a very immense game the story from what i've seen of it is actually great i was yeah. but playing it bugged is really hard like i just did this with kina yeah and i i <laughs> really had a hard time getting through some of the game but the story was so good it was still worth it in the end a game where you're going to spend 60 to 100 hours playing the game i don't know if you feel the same way if it's that glitched yeah it's it's like when you make a lasagna and you get the lasagna out of the oven and you're really hungry and you're like, I'm going to eat this lasagna right now. But you know it has to sit for 15 minutes. Yeah. Like, you know that that it's going to be better if you let everything cool and then it kind of becomes this like, like solid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you don't. Some people, some people, some companies, they can't wait. They can't wait the 15 minutes. Yeah. I, I can't wait the 15 minutes. But Nintendo, they're like, no, nah, not just. Yeah. just. I was shocked they, when I read they it. They deliver a perfect piece of lasagna to you. Yep. Yeah, you no can't like, Mamma Mia. Yeah. No one burns their mouth. <laughs> exactly. You can't let you can't sit. wait the 15 minutes so you let your mouth suffer yeah. because of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which which I, I mean joking aside is kind of a perfect analogy. Oh, it you is. spend an hour making a lasagna and that 15 minutes is what companies like throw out yep. the window. It's like Cyberpunk 2077 needed another 6 months. Yeah. Yep. It, it did. It did. Yeah, it did. It and really it was did. Like, and if if they had released it 6 months after, I think it would have been an I, I mean agree. I I played all of it. It's a phenomenal game. It is. But it's sad that they they couldn't wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know some of it's financial and it's probably not. Oh, of course. I don't, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's a lot of moving parts, which was why I was so surprised at Nintendo, thinking like they're a huge company that shouldn't... I did not assume they cared about their employees anywhere near as much as they apparently do. Mm-hmm. The bottom line was enough to where they were like, it's worth a billion dollars to wait. Yeah. I was like, But wow. it makes sense they consistently make good games because yes. people probably stay. It's unfortunately yeah. like how Blizzard used to be before they, get, before they uh, uh, merged with uh, Activision. Activision. Blizzard used to be, it's done when it's done. We yeah. don't care. It's going to be, it'll be good eventually. It's not, but we don't want it. They had the same type of thing like Miyamoto. We don't want to release a game that's not good because it's always going to be bad then, even if we help it. Um, and that's just not how it is anymore for them. And it makes me sad because Blizzard used to be one of those halcyon things that you would see and you'd be like, oh, I'm just going to immediately buy because it's Blizzard. What's kind of awesome though, maybe some of the companies we're talking about today will become that big. That's true. Maybe they will be able to be right. the next step of where we're going in the video game industry and people will recognize you can have all-inclusive games. You can have people without dealing with... You'd have developers not dealing with crunch. You could you could build a small studio into an empire Yeah, like Blizzard yeah. did yeah. and hopefully all the goodwill will keep going. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for bringing those studios to us and uh, and and sharing the sharing the good stuff, Sa- sharing good times, good companies, 
and yeah, good vibes. We, we need that. Yeah, good vibes. We need that, man. So if you're buying some, I mean, it's getting to be the holiday season. If you're going to buy some games for some friends or some some stocking stuffers, I'm sorry to bring this up before Halloween. I, I regret it already. <laughs> uh, that That is uh, Toge Productions, Akapara Games, Nintendo, and Chucklefish. That's right. Yeah, so look them up. They have so many good games. Number one, I start celebrating Christmas as of September 1st, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. The same time Walgreens does. Cool. Absolutely. <laughs> Number two, if you guys are looking for, uh, you know, Christmas presents that are along the lines of like video games made by these cool companies, if you go to theindiehouses.org, it is a conglomerate of multiple indie houses that think that they could go ahead and uh, kind of like do better together and go bigger okay. together. So um, you can see all of them there and they're. You know, they publish things like Sable. They publish things like we just talked about Darkside Detectives and like uh, uh, Togi Productions and stuff like that. So all of them are part of that. So go there, check out those houses, those indie houses and check out their games. It's also good to notice that a lot of the indie studios uh, now have um, partnerships with um, uh, merchandising stores. So right. if you wanted to get uh, plushies or T-shirts and stuff, they uh, it's cute because they can do that now. Before it would have been like, oh, I'm an indie studio. I can't afford to produce this stuffed animal. But there are more and more stores out now that are like, oh, we'll make the stuffed animals for all the indie studios. Yeah. So <laughs> you can get cute stuff. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Agreed. And then everyone knows how cool you are because you have a Dark Side Detective shirt. Oh, everybody right. knows. Everybody yep. knows. Only it, the cool people know. It's like having a Taste of Dragons t-shirt. Right? Everybody right? knows. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody knows. Or it's like having a <laughs> t-shirt that says, God? it's like having a t-shirt that says, I eat my lasagna straight out the oven. <laughs> <laughs> Taste of Dragons 2020. Right. I forgot what year it was. <laughs> yeah. We all, it's almost 2022. Can you guys, oh my that's God. crazy. I'm just that prepared. Yeah. <laughs> We're ready. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> well, y'all, thank you so much for joining us this week on this amazing Good Vibes episode. As always, you can find us online. To continue the conversation, you can always follow us online. Check us out on Twitter for indie game updates, on Instagram for updates and silly images, on Discord for daily discussions, and on Twitch for live gaming and just chatting throughout the week. We are at Taste of Dragons everywhere, and we'd love to hear from you. We actually would. Please. It's true. (laughs) We do talk on there a lot. We do. And we like to cook, so please, post pictures of things you cook. That's right. Thank you guys for listening. As always, my name is Brian. I'm Amanda. I'm Hassel. And I'm Joe. And we are The The Taste of Dragons. Dragons. Have a great week, everyone. Eat some moussaka. Yeah, Yeah, it's really good. Wait for that lasagna. That's what I made today. Oh, I forgot to say I'm Montgomery Gator now. Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast. A podcast for everyone's day.